0: Welcome to On Topic Retro, episode 10. I'm John Cummins, and joining me tonight is Eric from the All-In Podcast. How are,
1: you, How are doing, you doing, sir? Thank you for having oh. me.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm doing great, man. Glad to have you on, finally. I've had Seth on, and uh, we had a blast talking about Donkey Kong 94, so I guess it's it's your turn to come on and, and talk about some Super Bomber. <laughs> man with
1: me. Oh, I'm down. Uh, Donkey Kong 94. I can vouch quality game there. Quality game.
0: Yeah, it's I. We narrowed it down, and I think it's got to be one of my. It's at least in my top three Game Boy games.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That blew my mind because I had no clue the first time I played it. I had no. Cl- I just thought it was a straight arcade port, like I'm sure the vast majority of people did. But you get in, you beat the first, you know, you those four stages. Like, oh well, that was a fun little. Oh my God, what's happening right now? <laughs>
0: Yeah, you get the little cutscene, you're like, man, I don't I don't remember this, and then it just goes exactly. into a whole nother game.
1: Ah, so great. But we're not here to talk about Mario and Donkey Kong, not here to talk about Donkey Kong ninety four. We're here to see how many times we can get away with using this game as a blast, puns.
0: This is true, because uh, this is definitely a blast. A blast from the past at that.
1: Yes. We need a
0: uh, counter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, we'd probably fill it up.
1: Probably uh, would.
0: This this game is definitely something special. Um I I played this game almost endlessly for probably I don't know, at least four or five months of uh I can't remember what year it was in the nineties. Uh I don't know if I, I don't know if I played it right when it first came out, but it wasn't much longer afterwards. It didn't take long for uh, me and my buddies to realize that this was like the ultimate party game of that time. Like, oh yeah, y- you could hook up four controllers and-, and we would just go at it all night playing Bomberman.
1: See, that's the thing is, like, it was a Super Nintendo game that was four player, and a lot of people, especially probably newer, younger gamers be like but i thought the super nintendo only had two controller ports oh you sweet summer child let us tell you about the multi-tap
0: that's right this was uh i believe the first game first four-player game to come to the super nintendo um since it was i'm not aware of one multi-tap. before it, yeah yeah i think i think since it came with the multi-tap and it was uh as far as i know that was the only way to get the multi-tap um whenever it first released So you would have had to buy, I mean, at that time, you didn't need a multi-tap because this would have been the first game. So it all made sense um, to be packaged in. I meant to look it up. I don't have this exact, but um, I do know that the multi-tap has like a Hudson Soft logo on it as well. So I think it was like designed by Hudson Soft and everything. So they they kind of introduced this uh, peripheral to the Super Nintendo. Uh, And then that would usher in, you know, several other uh, multiplayer games that were more than two players to the system. Yeah. So,
1: well, I mean Bomberman just it fits that four player, I mean it just fits for four player because as far as I'm concerned, Bomberman is one of those franchises that just nailed the gameplay right out of the gate. There's few franchises that have functionally really never changed their core gameplay since the first installment. I think probably the most, probably the best example of this is something like Tetris. Yeah. That just right out the gate, exactly, just right out the gate, knew exactly what it was, and the core gameplay has really only added different gimmicks here and there. But Bomberman, similarly... You know, in its first couple iterations, I think many people's first experience with it was on the NES or the Famicom. And honestly, even the newer games like Super Bomberman R on the Nintendo Switch, It's functionally, it plays exactly the same as the old NES yep. game.
0: But yeah, it's, having They it learned in, their lesson with some of those uh, polygonal entries to the series, not sticking to the exact formula. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah couple of those uh, 64-bit entries, you know, kind of... Stu- yeah. they, they, they were trying to figure some stuff out. I respect them for that. but yeah. But on the NES, obviously, four-player multiplayer wasn't a viable option. But it was just a game that lent itself to having more than two people on screen. So finally being able to do that on the Super Nintendo was such a godsend.
0: Yeah, I mean... With the with the NES, you did have like the uh, satellite that would allow yeah. you to play four players, but I don't remember the original Bomberman even having multiplayer. It might it might have had a multiplayer uh, mode, but I don't remember it offhand. And then uh, I maybe think, it was
1: just my GBA version, the NES Classics.
0: It, it could have been yes, and I think Bomberman Two, which is pretty hard to get for the NES. Yeah, had multiplayer, but I think it was only two players. I don't think they had tapped into using the the satellite for that. So, you know, this would have been a relatively new concept for for Bomberman, and even, uh, I mean, the NES had the satellite, but not a lot of games used four players on NES. Yeah, uh, even and even and I'm Turtles. not a cool
1: kid. I've never actually, I've never actually seen one that used that functionality. I'm not, you know, I guess I'm not cool enough.
0: We had a satellite. It's kind of funny that when we, the uh, first satellite we had, my cousin and I, we got at a yard sale and it didn't mm-hmm. have the, uh, it didn't have the plug in port for the uh, system itself. It just had the satellite part. So we were put batteries in the thing, got all excited, pl- plugged our controllers <laughs> in it, didn't understand that they had to have a way to, to communicate with the NES and we didn't have that part. So you're we kind of like dumbstruck trying to figure this out. And then later on, we found out, we found, we bought another one at a, yard sale or something and it had everything and we were like oh this makes sense how was this ever supposed to work (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah no like i was saying the even the uh turtles arcade game which you think would be perfect for four players didn't have four players you could still only play with three turtles (laughs) if you had the any kind of multi uh controller option available to the nes so yeah that playing four players on the NES just wasn't, I don't think was something that was ever intended to happen. Just so, yeah, this is, this is definitely a a really cool deal. And I remember uh, as soon as this came out, like it just exploded. If it was a a two controller system, like everybody had multi taps coming out. PlayStation had them. Uh, There was a Sega version. Um, So yeah, this definitely was, uh, was cool beans as a kid.
1: That was the closest thing that we had to a land party back in the day. It was a multi tap. <laughs> yeah, you had
0: to you had to hope you either had to have the the multi tap or uh, knew a buddy that had one and, and hope he remembered to bring it. <laughs> Otherwise, you were just playing two players.
1: Exactly. Yeah, we were still a couple years removed from some of the more iconic multiplayer games of the '90s. Stuff like you know GoldenEye and stuff like Mario Kart. At oh, least yeah. Mario Kart '64. But uh, I, there were some absolute party classics on the Super Nintendo. I think a lot of people just kind of immediately go to something like the uh, the original Super Mario Kart or something like, you know, fighting games, Mortal Kombat, Killer Instinct, uh, you know, a little game called Street Fighter you may have heard of. But but when it came to four-player multiplayer games, I mean, honestly, as far as I'm concerned, Bomberman was the four-player online multiplayer game, or online the four-player multiplayer game for the Super Nintendo.
0: It was, um, and we played it quite often that way. Uh, it's, I mean, Bomberman itself just like today you can play with eight players. Um, yep. If you're playing Super Bomberman R, which is just bonkers. If you've ever played an eight-player match, like all, it, it is insane. <laughs> <laughs> those maps are not near big enough for eight players. It feels they like a lot of really time. Are, They
1: really aren't. They really aren't. Cool gimmicks, cool gimmicks on Super Bomberman Men are. And you know, oh, yeah. it's nice there's something other than the classic battlefield, which is still nice to have. But uh, yeah, those—that's uh, one of the reasons that I really enjoyed Super Bomber uh, Super Bomber Men are online is because they were able to spread people out a little yep. bit. It was a battle royale game that uh, is currently on. They're going to take it down. Uh, because they're basically re-releasing it with Super Bomberman R two, but yep. but I, I do think that Bomberman, the way it's set up, I do think it works best with four players on screen.
0: Four players, one in each corner. Yep, it's kind of how it was meant to be. But yeah, so, so it so- is, and
1: so shall it ever be. That is correct.
0: So, as far as your experience with the game, did you play this one quite a bit as a kid? Just Super Bomberman.
1: I had a couple friends who had it. I never, I actually never had the multi tap. Uh, it was kind of one of those things where, you know, the, there was only a couple people that you knew that had the multi tap. It was those neighborhood kids, those kids. <laughs> yeah, uh, v kids. And, yeah. And I wasn't one of those kids that everybody would come over and, and play the games at. But I knew a couple people. And occasionally I would be able to go over and, but I would play the mess out of that. We played mostly in multiplayer. We did play, we weren't super good, so we couldn't get too far into the story mode. And frankly, ever since I saw the second level boss, I was like, I don't ever want to play this ever again. Anyway, (laughs) that might be why I'm afraid of clowns.
0: Yeah. I decided to throw the uh, picture of every one of the bosses in the notes. So we'd have a good, uh, a good memory of all these guys when we were going to talk about it. But but yeah, they, they, you know, when you're a kid and you're playing this game, it's kind of hard to, to remember, you know, single player even being there because the multiplayer is where it was at. The yeah. single player was was fairly OK for for Bomberman, but most people were just there to play multiplayer because that was where the, the meat and potatoes of the game was. It seemed like
1: it was cool because you got to blow stuff up. Yes. I mean what that was the coolest thing as a kid. You got to blow stuff up and you got to pick up more power-ups and you got to blow stuff up even more. And I just there was something just on a primal level that is just so interesting about Bomberman to me is because the more powerful you get, the more of a danger you are
0: to yourself as well. The the more powerful you get and the faster you get is yeah you can get to a point where you're so fast that you're overrunning, you know, yeah. things you didn't mean to, and you run into explosions. Uh, so it's kind of, it's kind of a double-edged sword to collect all those uh, speed ups, <laughs> whatever you're yeah. playing.
1: Yeah. I stop at like speed level six or seven. Now, if any more speed power-ups pop up, I just avoid them or I just blow them up or blow them up. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it, and kind of the funny thing, you know, a lot of I don't think a lot of people really think of Bomberman as a puzzle game, but essentially it's it has a lot of the same mechanics of like a puzzle game. Like it's a when you think about it, I think it started, especially just regular Bomberman. When you look at it at its core, it really started as like a Pac-Man map. To when you look at it, like there's the maze portion of it, the blocks that you can't blow up, mm-hmm. and then there's blocks that you can blow up. And whenever you look at it, you know, that's kind of the, the visual that you get. So I have to kind of think that whenever the original game was being developed, like this, this was probably developed to be a maze game and it just kind of took off and became a multiplayer game out of nowhere.
1: It's like, they just forgot completely about load runner. Just, you know, forget load runner just completely because this was, this was actually something we covered on our show, uh, recently as a matter of fact. But for those who don't know, canonically the, the care the main character from Load Runner is Bomberman.
0: Yep. That is correct. Um, I don't know that in the later games they even bother with making that connection. But yeah in I the don't. early early days you know that was the story a lot of times for Bomberman um whenever you would go through the, the single player modes on the game.
1: And I, it, frankly, it honestly surprises me that they even, uh, even attempted a story in the single player for Super Bomberman, and it's it's noticeably bonkers. They,
0: it, it is. it's one I, of those that like it could have just not had a story at all. They could have just yeah. set it up and say, "Hey, you're trying to get through this maze, and and there's a guy at the end that wants to take you out."
1: <laughs> yeah, because they, the, the, they tried yeah. it down. The individual levels in in Super Bomberman and, frankly, for the entire you know Bomberman series on the Super Nintendo slash Super Famicom, they were just like the multiplayer maps. They were just single screen maps. You blow up all the enemies, you go on to the next one. The problem was, is if you were even slightly competent at the game, which I would eventually become, once you get a few power-ups... The the enemies in that game do not keep up with your level of power whatsoever.
0: No, they don't. <laughs> I mean, basically, the only uh, challenge from the from the level itself, if if you've taken out some of the enemies, is if you accidentally bomb the exit and they just showers more enemies down on you. Exactly so you that, but I mean, other than the bosses, the enemies don't really pose much of a challenge. They're usually just kind of on a uh, They've run us a, a route. A lot of times, they don't even have like um, their AI. own, yeah, their own AI. A lot of times, they're just set on a track and they just kind of do their own thing. So it's, I mean, and they can easily get stuck between blocks until you let them out, and then you can just kind of blow the block that's holding them in, and then set a bomb immediately back down, <laughs> and you'll usually take them out. So it's definitely was, not the high point of the game. It's not, but there is something
1: at least for me, there was always something satisfying about just how much noticeably powerful you become just after picking up a few power-ups. It's, you know, there's so many other multiplayer games out there that if you do wind up getting any type of capability, it might be temporary, or it might just be an incremental increase to your capabilities. But when you grab a few power-ups, like that can, RNG can, absolutely win you the game or it, lose yeah, you the it, game it, because of how could. powerful those power-ups can get. Th-
0: this is a game that I kind of wonder if I've never really looked into it that much, but I wonder if there's like a pro-level community playing this game. Because if so, I'd like to just watch. Like, I don't want to yeah, participate. I'll just get destroyed instantly. But I would like to watch the craziness of, you know, a bunch of high-level players playing this game because at some point, you, you know even i would consider myself an amateur at this game but even at some point like i'm starting to pick up that i after each incremental uh power up for your bombs you pick up you start learning how many blocks uh lengthwise that they go and you start like place them and you're like okay i need to get like six blocks down because that's how far my blast radius is so i can only imagine like going through this and like picking up the max power and like just working your, working your way up or whatever, and having to remember all that stuff while taking on, you know, up to eight players and, you know, remember how fast you are and all those things. There's just so much going on at any point in time uh, that could change so many things. If you get the little uh, skull power up, it's a random bag of garbage that you you don't want.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Definitely blow those up when you see them. Uh, yeah, but uh, I, I mean, that's honestly another thing that I like about the game is if you understand, if you truly understand what your capabilities are, and what your blast radius is, uh, when you're going up against human players, you can actually start to funnel them. You can start to force them into other parts of the map, which means that you can at that point. You know, like there's actual strategy. A lot of people just kind of run around and just, you know, mash the button to put as many bombs down as they can and then just try to find a safe spot. But uh, when you're talking about like a Bomberman noob versus somebody who understands the game, uh, like there, there can be a really quick divide in terms of the skill gap in this game. And it is nuts to see somebody who especially once you get like some of the kick power-ups and the punch power-ups and you can move the bombs, once you put them down, your capabilities can go from boring basically to absolutely explosive very quickly. And by the time a lot of those rounds are done, it's just like the entire screen is just red with explosions at that
0: point. Oh yeah. By the time the whole map's cleared out and everyone has all the power-ups that are available, it's, it's usually not very much longer after that. And People are just getting evaporated left, left, and right. If they, if the one person that has all the power ups knows what they're doing,
1: <laughs> but it's still so
0: much fun. It's still very
1: simple. Oh yeah, uh, e- even now it's still very simple. But it's still st- I, there's still something about it. At least for me, I know Bomberman isn't really a super marquee franchise anymore. But it's just so satisfying. It's always been so satisfying for me. I know that I'm in the vast minority of people who was super excited at the announcement of Super Bomberman R2 at this uh, past Partner Direct that Nintendo held at the end of June. But I was really excited for it just because I get to jump back into this gameplay.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm hoping they put out a physical version of that game. It'd be nice to put on the shelf next to the other one. Oh, yeah. Um, But, yeah, no, Bomberman's definitely... It's, it's almost the exact dis, uh, description of, you know, the saying, you know, easy to learn, hard to master, you yeah. know, because anyone can get in there and start playing. And, you know, the power ups are pretty uh, easily understandable just by looking at them. You can understand what they do and you learn all those ins and outs really quick. But it's definitely the learning, the strategy of the game and learning how to get people into places that they don't aren't comfortable in being <laughs> Really quickly is the name of the game. So it just fits that description exactly.
1: And so honestly, kind of like with mini golf, whereas the worse you are, the more fun it can be. Uh, Bomberman, Bomberman, honestly, for me, is if you just get a lot of people that have no clue what they're doing. I'll, I'll probably be in stitches within minutes, just watching four people run around the map like chickens with their heads cut off, all just trying to just drop bombs, attempting to try to get a kill on oh, something. Yeah. <laughs> just that's <laughs>
0: that's my kids playing. I'll watch them. You know, I'll 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 hop out after I'm done. Just, you know, just destroying them. Um, <laughs> in my house, we don't let people win. But I'll I'll get done destroying the kids, and I'll hop out and I'll just watch them trying to figure out. How to do what I just did, and you know and they're all just running around going crazy. And <laughs> usually, my daughter playing Super Bomberman R. My daughter's like method is that she she'll die early, like she'll blow herself up, and then she just has fun in the little gunner uh, yep. on the outside of the map and just trying to kill everyone else.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's. I think it's been a while since they've had that. Was that was that in Bomberman R? I can't even remember. Yeah, it was. It was. I guess yeah. I just didn't die enough. But, uh, yeah, yeah that was.
0: was... Bomberman thing, but I can't remember which Super Bomberman it was introduced in. I don't know if it was in this game or not.
1: Uh, now that you mention I can't remember. I know that, like, the little riding buddy, I'm pretty sure that was introduced on the Saturn, and that, that was, wasn't in yeah. these
0: games. Bomberman 90. 90- well, actually, that was introduced on the. Uh, well, might i can't remember. I'd have to look at it, but I know it was on Super Bomberman Three, which would have been '93 for the Saturn, or '94 one of the other.
1: Yeah, because this one of the first Super Bomberman was in '93. Um, uh, I don't. There's. It's crazy. It's it's hard to remember because there were a lot of people don't remember this. There were actually five Super Bomberman games on the Super Nintendo slash Super Famicom. There were five Super, uh, super, super Bomberman titles. Yeah. It was like the Mega Man of the 16-bit era. Just every nine months or so, just another one. And it makes sense. Admittedly, it makes sense because it's such a simple gameplay premise, and I'm sure they reused a lot of assets. Oh, the whole uh, thing
0: was probably reused. They just added the the chain. It's it's probably more in tune. Uh, each number, you know, each sequel is probably more in tune to like how Street Fighter handled uh patching the game. Yeah, in reality. It's like every it, it's fair not like 6 to 9 months they were like, "Oh, well we want to add this mechanic because this is something we wish we would have had in the first one but didn't think of it at the time." So here we go. Here's Super Bomberman 2. <laughs> and here's 3. But I know for sure that the riding buddies uh as far as Super Nintendo or Super Famicom's related, uh they were introduced in number 3. And I have that one on the Super Famicom. I know they were in the Saturn version, but I can't remember which year that came out in and if the Super Famicom one was first. So I'd have to look it up.
1: See, that's the thing is there's... For a game series that flies under so many people's radars, it surprises a lot of people to know there's like 60, 70 games in the Bomberman franchise at this point. Oh, there's yeah, there's a ludicrous number of Bomberman games out there. Probably even like there were games being released before the NES.
0: So yeah, Super Bomberman was released in 93, like we were talking about in all um, regions. Japan got it April 28th. Uh, We got it in September in uh, Europe, had to wait until November twentieth to get their hands on it, which is a little bit of a wait. Uh, and Super Bam- Bomberman is a spinoff of the original Bomberman franchise, uh, also known as Dyna Blaster for a short period of time in the UK. And there was even a port to the MSX over in the UK called Eric and the Floaters. That is if, a good name. Yeah, if you see that box art, it's hilarious, and uh, <laughs> you can you can see. Uh, where the where it comes from? But yeah, it's a pretty uh, Bobberman kind of got big fast. It seems like a lot of people were were playing it originally, and I, but I think that the they waited too long to get the sequel out there because you know it has the famous uh issue that a lot of games do where they come out at like you know there's not very many copies sold, so now it's like a two hundred dollar game to buy. Yeah. I don't know that it's a, that it's even worth two hundred bucks. <laughs> like I don't know, if there's enough difference there in it between the, that and the original Bomberman to to pay two hundred dollars for it.
1: No, but I uh, I can't even remember what I'm pretty sure. I'm trying to remember what my first actual Bomberman game was. I don't think it was Super Bomberman. I think it might have been the Mega Drive version, the Genesis version. I think that oh, was my first one.
0: Mega Bomberman, yeah. Which but, is also uh, a port of the Saturn game.
1: Oh, was it? I didn't know that.
0: Yep, it's it's a port. It's it's that same game as like Super Bomberman Three, the Saturn version, and um, yeah, the Genesis version was also um, that same game for the most part. <clears throat> I just remember it? it had the bomber man with the mohawk on the front. I actually yeah, yeah. <laughs> picked it up from, uh, I think I actually got that from Dan not that long ago. Nice. Yeah. He, he had floating around his house there, a copy of uh, super or a mega Bomberman. And then I got, um what was the other game? Uh, Gunstar Heroes. I bought Gunstar nice. Heroes off of them nice. as well. Yeah.
1: Nice. I know one of the things that actually kinda of drew me in was the fact that the I mean, obviously back in the, the early nineties, power rangers were, were absolutely everywhere. And oh, I do yeah. remember that there was something like just the, the color coded nature of the Bomberman did kind of remind me of the especially when you set him up against like the Axum Rangers from Super oh, yeah. Mario RPG who kind of look like Bomberman ripoffs themselves.
0: So Yeah, definitely some influence there, I think. But yeah, no, Power Rangers was was huge at that time. So you could definitely see, I mean, and everything was kind of starting to get that, you know, color, not segregation, but like uh, identity by color of your outfit and stuff. The, the same thing like we got from Voltron and things in the, yeah. the past. This was just like the next wave. But yeah, you definitely we're, we're seeing it all over the place in the 90s.
1: Voltron was so confusing, though, because they, they didn't match their lions whatsoever. No, I was they so confused didn't. all the time.
0: This is true. But the lions for- were, were color-coded.
1: <laughs> they were color-coded. Uh, by would- the way, Voltron led Legendary Defender on Netflix is like a top three show of this century for me. It's fantastic, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, I, I Just when it comes to Super Bomberman and just everything uh it's it's i mean that's one of the reasons that that i'm still so excited about playing bomberman games today is just because of how much of an impact it made the franchise made on me in my youth uh and this game in particular
0: yes agreed i I've talked about this game so many times. It's it's right up there. This game in Mortal Kombat 3, I rented enough times that I could have bought it probably five or six times. <laughs> so I respect that. I respect yeah. that. <laughs> this, the, those two games, I mean, it was, it was an every weekend deal. I was either getting one, the other, or both. So just depending on how many people were coming over to my house or if I was going somewhere else, which ones I would pick up. But yeah, these were definitely... Uh, must haves and whenever I was going to rent games for quite a while uh renting uh
1: oh, we're so old,
0: yeah, I know <laughs> i I miss renting though, like I know that I it, it it'd be so unconventional today, but like I just miss going to the rental store and just like kind of just walking down the the aisles and looking at what it's what's available, and there's just something that was about it. I don't know what it was. It was,
1: you just know you had a blast.
0: Yeah, and I mean, with with renting things, it always seemed like my rental store had a better um, selection than actually going into Walmart and buying something. Because, you know, when I was a kid, Walmart and Kmart, uh, for people that still remember Kmart, those are probably the only two places where I could even buy a video game where I came yeah. from. So the rental store always had... Way, way more options than what our our local uh, buy it all stores had. The only problem
1: with doing that with a game like Bomberman is, show me the rental store that allowed you to rent the multi tap.
0: Yeah, I don't know of one. Um, whenever I was renting this game, I had a uh, when I would rent it to play if I wasn't going to a particular friend's house that had the multi tap. Because if, mm-hmm. if we wanted, if we were going over there, then he already had the game, and we were we were set. So I guess that's that's when I would rent uh, Mortal Kombat three, and we would play <laughs> take that over there. That's fair. So, yeah,
1: I, I know there was actually a fun little nugget about the multi tap. Uh, you told me earlier that I honestly didn't even know it existed. I didn't realize this was a thing. Is this Bomberman themed multi tap?
0: Yeah, this the Super Multi Tap two. You know? mm. Yes. So <laughs> yeah, the original run of super Bomberman was sold with the multi-tap yep. and then like all things, you know, over time uh, they dropped that out of and just sold the game by itself. So after a, a period of time of doing that, you know, there were more people that wanted to have a multi-tap. So they, they threw out this Bomberman themed multi-tap and just put a two on the end sold that way. It's, it's one of those I really want to hunt one down at some point, but man, they're starting to get high. Oh, um, I'm sure. I'm even sure. just the multi tap is like a fifty dollar item nowadays. Um, and I do ha- I have a multi tap, so I'm not hurting to go to go buy the bomber man one quite yet.
1: <laughs> that that's that's such a thing about the retro gaming market, though. Is so many of the stuff, so much of this stuff is just kind of s- stopping functionality just kind of stop working. And yeah. I mean that's where you come with uh, that's where this whole idea of preservation comes in. Super Bomberman would be a fantastic addition to in my opinion, a fantastic addition to the Super Nintendo NSO. Oh, would yeah.
0: be. And because I because you could
1: that- because you could do online multiplayer through that. Oh yeah.
0: I think if we didn't have Super Bomberman R, um like if that didn't exist, I think we would have something like Super Bomberman on the NSO, probably. But but I think that since it exists in some form, you know, and Konami's, you know, at this point in time is not real keen on just even releasing much of anything. Uh, most of the time, what we get's a collection. So yeah, um, you know, that's another thing too. I would even I would totally buy a Super bomb like if they put Super Bomberman one through five on a cart, I would totally buy it today. i would too absolutely right now (laughs) and i mean
1: to be fair they have been doing a lot of i mean physically they've been doing a lot of collections with lrg obviously we know about the the contra collection and the castlevania collections if konami did you know a bomberman collection i'd be all for it same as you
0: yeah i mean there's so much to uh so much potential there's so many things like Bomberman Land and B- uh, Bomberman World on PlayStation 1 and mm-hmm. 64 games hero and you know all those games could be pretty And into that bizarre a- Wario a- crossover. Yeah, Wario Blast on Game Boy. It's yeah. uh, There's all these things which I that one's probably potentially owned by Nintendo if it would ever be released but Yeah. Um still I, Konami has a you know, golden nugget of a collection they could put out. And I'm sure plenty of people would go buy it, especially if they released it on the eShop at 20 bucks, like they do the rest of these.
1: Yeah. Thank you. I'll take 10.
0: Yes, exactly. (laughs) Like you said, there's 70 Bomberman games just waiting to be bundled into like three or four collections, just like Mega Man.
1: That's, I mean, that's ultimately one of the problems though is as much as I love Bomberman, if you've played one, you kind of have played them all because like I was talking about earlier, they just kind yep. of nailed the gameplay right out the gate. The core gameplay for Bomberman, I mean, thats <laughs> that was a pretty apt description. That was a pretty apt comparison when you were talking about, when you were comparing the five Bomberman games to all the different versions of Street Fighter 2 on the yeah. Super Nintendo because it was, it was functionally the same game with... Some DLC that you had to buy because DLC wasn't a thing back in the day, and it's I mean, Bom- Super Bomberman one, two, three, four, five—they're all Super Bomberman games. They're all—they all play the exact same. I, nope. I mean, you'll have some different stages, some different backgrounds, and some different accoutrements. Maybe even like a little miniature cutscene. I do like the what, like the. Uh, in Super Bomberman 2, the little spaceship area thing that the the bad guys come down in kind of looks like Eggman took it over and turned it into the the Space yep. Carnival from Sonic Colors.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned the little cutscenes. And the US uh, Super Bomberman didn't have any cutscenes, but in the Japanese version on the Super Famicom, it did have like some little uh, almost like comic book uh, segments. Uh, scenes and it kind of played out the story that we're going to talk about here in a second and it's it's something that i really just kind of i feel like it's something that could have easily been thrown into the the super nintendo version because there's no words you know there's no voiceover they did not have to worry about that there's literally no dialogue even in written dialogue on the screen it's just it's like a a you know a fairly competent 10 year old drew bomberman and, and drew what was happening in the, in the story. It's not, it's nothing crazy, but at cool. least it would have led you know, it'll lent to the story because I honestly, I think this uh, little snippet here of the story that I got more than likely came from the manual, you know, if you remember yeah. what those are, they're, they're, I don't think inside the game, there really is any story to it. You're just playing the levels. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Japanese developers had no respect for for American kids back in the day. We weren't good enough to play Super Mario Brothers two in its native form. We didn't care about story. Take those cutscenes out of there. They just that's, want to, you know. It's
0: probably the case. Yeah, Super, Super Bomberman does have a story. Um, and the game story takes place on the north of Bomberman's hometown, Peacetown, so creative. Uh, I love the... Oh my god, I love the
1: names. They're so, like, intentionally bad that you've but, kind of got to respect it.
0: it. It's almost like the the guy that, uh, that had to translate and bring this over was like, Nope, this is garbage. We're going with our own thing. We're just we're just gonna go rogue and, and call things whatever we want. <laughs> it was um, almost
1: yeah. just like narrative, like story writer or you know scenario designer. It was it was almost like a punishment. It's some of these developers like you've got to write the story. I was like, ah, fine. It's gonna be the stupidest, most cringy thing you've ever seen.
0: Yep. Or they had their kid. Write the story for them, and then they're like, "All right, yeah, let's, do, let's just run with it. This sounds just fine." So yeah, Bomberman's from Peace Town, apparently. <laughs> and, uh, where where like it lies. most
1: explosion like most explosion enthusiasts are, uh, yes, in Peace Town,
0: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this is where it lies is the modern metropolis, Diamond City. There, the evil Carrot Diamond and his cohort, scientist Doctor Mook are holding a robot tournament with robots specially designed for their combat and offensive capabilities. So Bomberman fits right in. Um, Says they hope to steal Bomberman's advanced combat capabilities. Diamond has created a fake Bomberman to go to Peacetown and kidnap the real one. Um, They're aware of Diamond's plot, and Black Bomberman heads out alone to face the fake Bomberman, but Black Bomberman is defeated and his castle is taken. However, Black Bomberman escapes and seeks refuge with White Bomberman, which just really just sounds horrible when I'm reading this. <laughs> <up. sighs>
1: you know what the story genuinely sounds like? It, it sounds like one of those things. Like I, I forced my AI to watch a thousand hours of, uh, you know, like some weird, you know, niche Japanese anime or something, and this. Oh, okay. but then I asked it to write a script for a show.
0: Yes, that's exactly what it sounds like. And Black Bomberman escapes somehow, seeks refuge with White Bomberman, and warns him of Diamond's evil plan. And later, hordes of enemies' robots begin their advance towards Peacetown, and the two heroes must join forces to defeat Diamond. So, as I was saying, the Japanese version, there's like five or six little just pictures of Black Bomberman getting beat up. (laughs) As the, the the doctor shows up and then it shows him like escaping and running away and then it shows him meet up with white bomber man and then it shows all the enemies and then there's another one that shows like them standing together like they're getting ready to fight so yeah that, that's that's kind of the story that's going on here like, you at least had narrative yeah like you would have had a little bit of a sense of what's going on within the game but no we just get all the stages and, and kind of have to go from there. There, there's gotta, really no why they story.
1: gotta beat up the black bomber man.
0: That's that's what I was gonna say. Like, this sounds really bad. <laughs> once I'm reading this out loud, What the black bomber man do. I, I mean, of course, in in the older bomber man games, the black bomber man was like the bad guy, of course. And uh, I think this is the first game where like you kind of see them team up and like fight it, like the, fight an the enemy bomber enemy.
1: family and stuff, yeah. yeah because like, I think most, I think most of the bomber family was actually in this. You had like Aqua, and uh, yep. I think Green was in it. And like the, the bomber family has expanded quite a bit. The full bomber family wasn't in this, but I think there were like five bombers. Yeah, five five members of the bomber family were in uh, even the first Super Bomberman game.
0: Yep, and. So, yeah, story, not so great. There's not that much of a story here. <laughs> we're we're going to go ahead and move on to the gameplay. There is a couple modes. You can get normal mode, which is the story mode, which isn't even really a story mode. It's just a uh, it's more of like an arcade mode.
1: Exactly. Um,
0: and uh, this mode is basically just the traditional style Bomberman. Um, it's played on the grid. You have to destroy the uh, the blocks that are destroyable to defeat enemies and gather power-ups. And, and you have to find the exit, which is usually just hidden under a block. And like I said before, uh, you have to kind of be careful because if you bomb the exit more enemies will come out and you'll have to you know dispatch them before you can go through the exit
1: yeah you actually the exit won't work until you kill all the enemies yep. on the screen um, but you know I'll, I'll I'll give it to them because it wasn't just the same map for you know 70 levels or so you had six different worlds each one with eight stages I believe with stage eight being the boss yep Uh But I mean, to their credit, every couple of stages, not even every world, but even every couple of stages, there was like a new background, a new environment, a new biome that that you were working in. So, you know, they they did at least try to, to change things up visually quite a bit throughout the course of the gameplay, even though the gameplay itself was functionally the exact same in every stage.
0: Yeah, I mean, the the color palette on the super Nintendo really lent to this too. You could definitely create a different world pretty easily just by changing the colors on the grid. Um, So you definitely, you definitely seen some different things Uh, a lot better than what the, uh, the NES or uh, like I said, if you ever go back and look at pictures of the uh, Eric and the floaters on the MSX, you're going to be like, I can't believe that's even Bomberman.
1: (laughs) Sounds like some 1970s band or something.
0: Yeah, it, and it looks like it's a 1970s game that was on the, uh, the Intellivision. That's yeah. What it looks like. Um, <laughs> MSX wasn't a much of a powerhouse.
1: That's why they called it Eric and the Floaters. That's a toilet yeah. joke, by the way.
0: Yes. We could do that one all <laughs> night, too. I'm sure. So the first stage in the game, Peacetown, has this, this pretty good-sized boss in the game, but he's pretty slow. Um, named Biggerun. and he's he's shows up in a few other Super Bomberman games too. He's the guy with the big hammer.
1: He's got the hammer, yeah.
0: Yep, he's he's to me he's kind of like the king d d of the the Bomberman world. He he shows up and he's usually like fairly early in the in the games.
1: I and do kind of dig the the design. There's a few like robot bosses uh, in these games. And I do kind of dig the design They actually kind of remind me. I can't remember the name of the character, but, uh, the robot at the carnival at the beginning of chrono trigger kind of reminds me of him.
0: He does. Yeah. The training robot. Yeah. I can't remember his name either. If he even has a name, but he's the yeah, the they kind of
1: name. reminded me of that.
0: It does. Yeah. I can totally see it. Um, And then like you said, the stage two is a robot amusement park and you have to fight a clown head, essentially a robotic clown head,
1: an actual (laughs) disembodied floating clown head with like a Ben Franklin wig thing on. And it's just
0: yeah, it's not even a cool clown.
1: No, it'll create clown. I don't know what the official medical term is for it, but it'll create the fear of clowns in you. Like it's, it's subtly horrifying. Like there's no yeah. point in that. The
0: the pixelation of it makes it a little bit more acceptable, but yeah, the artwork that uh, is in the manual is horrific. It looks very bad. Uh, it just
1: it felt like one of the developers trolling the rest of the the dev team. It's like, I'm putting this in there. Why? Because I hate kids.
0: Yes, I agree. I'm not. I'm not like a really cons don't bother me all that much, but. I could definitely see where this one would bother some people if they were playing the game and weren't expecting it. Um, and and then the stage three is Doctor Mook's robot remodeling factory, and this reminds me of like a Doctor Robotnik battle. Like,
1: yeah, you I definitely
0: can tell, yeah, you could definitely tell like that this is kind of the one like, uh, where that got borrowed. Like you could see it. Um, he's not even like. He's in kind of like a, a robot that's uh, fixed to uh, horizontal movement. And like, you just have to kind of work your way up to him. Yeah. So it, it's kind of a different boss fight. It doesn't move on it. Like he, he's not just able to go anywhere on the map, like whenever you're fighting the other ones. So far. yeah, it's kind
1: of like a much bigger version of the, the gun that you can get into uh, yourself. If you wind up getting blown up on the stage.
0: Correct. That's that's a good way to put it. I haven't thought about it like that, but yeah. And, and this this fight, like the first time, I remember playing this as a kid and like kind of struggling with this one a little bit. And then as yeah, a, that as one was kind of
1: weirdly hard.
0: Yeah, but as an adult, like I looked at it and I was like, oh wait a minute, I can just come over here and kind of have like a clean shot on it most of the time. And that's usually how these games work. You kind of look at them from a different lens and you, and you figure it out pretty easy. <laughs>
1: Like if I if I remember correctly, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, he shot out like these bullet bill type missiles, but like those could actually push the bombs, like they could knock the bombs. They could, yep, they around could yeah, I, yeah, I thought so. That was man, that was so annoying, so annoying.
0: I died yeah, a did- lot to that. Yeah, he definitely had, he definitely had a learning curve. Whenever you first started uh, playing against him. So from there, we would move on to stage four, which was the robot tournament qualifier dome. So you, this is where you'd have to fight the, uh, the Mecha Onita, And he is, I'm trying to remember how he, how he fights. Cause I don't remember a whole lot. I've, I remember his visuals, like his, uh, sprite work is awesome. Like it's one of the, my favorite, um, of like, I think you had
1: like an after image ability or something like that.
0: Yeah, something. I don't know. It's, I did, I played through a little bit and I think I only got back to Cranehead, uh, which was the third boss we just mentioned Yeah. Uh, last time I played. But I remember this guy as a kid and I remember like just loving the sprite work on some of them. Uh, and then after that, you go to the actual robot tournament grounds yep. and this is where you will fight the yellow mecha bomber and this is like wherever you start realizing there's other colors of the bomber men yeah and you figure out there's different things that go to them
1: yeah worlds one through four and even world six are all set up pretty similarly you go through relatively you know arcade style full screen kill all the enemy stages but when you get to world five It's not really like that. It's just like you said, it's the tournament. And instead of going through stages, you're pitted one-on-one against an AI-controlled Bomberman. And thankfully, they aren't as stupid in this game as they were in later games. They're super annoying. Like, if you have to fight AI, like straight-up AI Bomberman, they are ridiculously annoying. Uh, But thankfully, they weren't too bad here.
0: Yeah, no. Yeah, the ones in Super Bomberman are like the harder... Uh, difficulties of the game, like they're yeah. they just straight up cheat. They do. It's <laughs> like, how did you avoid that? Like that should have got you. I watched it, and you somehow escaped. I jumped. I was like, that's not even a thing. Shut up. Can't can't jump a bower, man. Come on. Um, and then stage six, the last stage of the game, you actually have to fight two bosses. There's a, a sub boss that's a spider named. Yep. They, again, this is. You know, my five-year-old made this up. This is a uh, spiderer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I didn't
0: know the name. <laughs> yeah, spiderer. Spiderer. Spider <laughs> yes. Spiderer reminds me of. Uh, there's a boss just like him in Super Bomberman R. Um, where like you have to attack like the legs.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's the first boss. That's what Magnet Bomber turns into. Yes.
0: Yeah, a similar boss fight, and, and then the last boss of the game <laughs> is—I can't I can yeah, it, but... it's, it's like it's like
1: all right, this good, good job, good sprite work on this boss. What, what's it going to be called? Uh, spy, spider, spider, spider? Y- y- Yes, yeah, yeah yes, spider. Yeah. Okay, cool. We'll call it that.
0: Yeah, he, he definitely looks cooler than what his name is. And the sprite work <laughs> yeah. on him is really nice, too. That's that's the thing. I don't think, like, Modern Man doesn't get enough credit for its sprite work on his characters because a lot of them just look really cool. And you can tell, like, they progressively get better as the games go on. Mm-hmm. The original that's Modern fair. Man, that's fair. not so great. No. Like, uh, <laughs> no. like, Mega Man was, like, blowing them out of the water early on. Yeah, uh, sprite work wise. But as you get into like some of the Super Bomberman games, the sprite work gets like phenomenally better. Um, I definitely enjoy it. Uh, and, th- and then we have the last boss, uh, which is Uidaru V. And
1: is he is,
0: Yeah, he. This reminds me looking at this picture now that, you know, thinking about it, he kind of reminds me of the. Uh, the laughing. uh clown guy from cowboy bebop like
1: the he's oh, riding
0: in I yeah. don't know if you've watched cowboy bebop but um, it's
1: been a long time yeah I didn't even watch the, the Netflix adaptation
0: it was okay I kind of see why they they got rid of it um but at the same time it's kind of disappointing like it was it's kind of neat to see a live action uh, oh yeah but I'm not one of the. I'm not a, like a purist. A lot, you know, a lot of those guys are like, oh, you don't need to re-, You know, don't touch it. It's perfect just the way it is. It's like, yeah, sometimes it's nice to just see like a different, you know, vision on it. But, uh, but yeah, no, this is just like the uh, the most annoying boss fight. Like he has like the the higher speed. I think his speed's like a five or something like that. So he's he's on you pretty good, pretty early I, on.
1: I honestly like. I remember this boss, like the final boss. Like wasn't he above the stage? Like I don't even remember being yeah. able to hit him.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to remember how you damage him now in my head. I just remember like whenever he's uh when he's attacking, he's fast. Yeah, but I can't remember how you damage him off the top. I
1: remember of my head. I do remember like instead of just directly attacking, I do remember the final boss, like just dropping a lot of those skull anti-power-ups Yep, like that. That was his whole thing is instead of directly attacking you, he just did that and just flew above the stage, just laughing at you the whole time. Yeah. 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 You can't hit me. And I just, I wanted to punch the TV.
0: Very much so. And it's, it's the same, you know, it's the same guy. It's, uh, uh, Dr. Diamond or Carrot Diamond, yeah, that's driving the, the robots on the, uh, stage three and stage six. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can like see them in there. Um, but yeah, you beat him and you, uh, you win the Bomberman tournament and <laughs> you save Peacetown. Um, yes,
1: you have blown up so much yep. that you have that peace has been restored.
0: It's a balance. It's it's (laughs) kinda like Star Wars.
1: (laughs) I just I've I've always loved that, like how supposedly family friendly and how like frankly goody two shoes, especially Bomber White is. He's supposed to be the leader and he wants to protect people, but at the same time, they they literally explode everything they come into contact with.
0: Yes. Oh man. Speaking of that
1: that's that's a crossover that needs to happen. Bomberman cross explosion, man.
0: Yes. Yeah, I could see that. That's I mean really I I'll take Bomberman in a lot of games. Like I think Bomberman is a very interesting character that gets left out a lot. Like he should have been a playable character in Smash.
1: Well, technically you know, as I Wink. like little Yeah, like a jerk, I push my glasses up. They we we did at least, at the very least, get the me costume for Bomberman. But yeah, yeah I, I absolutely would have preferred to uh Bomberman to be more than an assist trophy.
0: I could just imagine like some of his special moves being able to like um his bomb having the the same like cross effect. And then, like, you being able to rotate it or something if you wanted to. And then also him being able to, uh, over time, get uh, a higher blast radius. And, like, I could totally see it. Um,
1: I could, too. If you're a fan of Smash Brothers, though, and you want to play as Bomberman, uh, I don't know if you've ever played Dream Mix TV World Fighters. I haven't. That was a game... Uh, Done. I can't remember who actually published it, but it was done, uh, Konami, Hudson Soft, and Takara all got together on the GameCube and created a Smash Brothers-like game that had characters from Bloody Roar. That was actually, uh, Solid Snake is in that game. That predates his appearance in Brawl. Uh Optimus Prime Megatron but Bomberman is actually a playable character in that game and it's a smash like so it never came to the west but it's an absolutely bonkers Japanese game if you can somehow get your hands on it
0: yeah I'd have to I don't have a GameCube right now that could play Japanese games but I could easily do that um I wonder how expensive this game is now
1: Oh, I'm I'm sure it's nuts. I haven't looked at it in the past couple of years, but I'm sure it's nuts. But uh, a
0: it's a GameCube game, and like B, it yeah. sounds really cool. So I'm sure it's probably up there. It's probably it's, one of those games that didn't sell well when it originally came out, too. Yeah, I don't know how well
1: it sold in Japan. I know I certainly would have bought it if they brought it over here. That's that's one of those things that's just so crazy. You have to see it for yourself.
0: It sounds like it. I mean, I'm I'm game. I, I might have to like look this up after we get off here.
1: Oh, it's absolutely nuts. You should definitely at least watch a couple of YouTube videos. Just the simple uh just just simply seeing the Easter Egg Island head from Gradius versus Optimus uh. Crime versus Simon Belmont versus Bomberman all on the same screen. It's your your mind will unravel in real time.
0: Man yeah, no, I've definitely got to look into this now. <laughs> uh, it's great, but,
1: but when it comes to, I mean, honestly, outside of stuff like that, I can't really think of too many other things that Bomberman has shown up, and I'm sure he's been Easter eggs in other Konami and Hudson soft games, but I honestly, I'm having a hard time kind of thinking about him right now.
0: Yeah, I can't think of anything he's shown up in um, that just comes to mind. Like, that it was a really good deal but um definitely wish that he wasn't just an assist trophy in a in a uh me costume on smash i think he would yeah. be cool who was a fighter
1: i can kind of see why they didn't just because you know he's from the outside looking in it does look like he has a very limited overall move set so i don't know maybe that you know gave them cold feet or something but still he had as far as I'm concerned, he had the same recognition, the same name recognition as many of the characters who are who who did make the, the roster.
0: Yeah he's, representing. He's up,
1: yeah, he's up there with many of those characters as far as I'm concerned. Maybe not as far as some newer gamers, the newer generation is concerned. But I think gamers of a certain age, I think there's a lot of us. I think there's a surprising number of us that still hold Bomberman in high esteem.
0: I hope so anyway. It's definitely worth it. There there's a lot of good bomberman games out there.
1: There are a lot of good bomberman games out there uh that mostly tackle the uh the classic style gameplay. Again, maybe yeah. don't maybe maybe don't do too much with the 3D open world 64-bit era. Stay away from that, but uh yeah, the Saturn one's fantastic. The obviously the one we're talking about, the one we're focusing on today, the original Super Bomberman for the Super Nintendo slash Super Famicom, the first in the series of five. Like I didn't I actually didn't know that there were five up until a couple of years ago. I knew we got the first I knew we got the first two in the West. And I vaguely remember hearing about another one that had been released, but I actually didn't know until recently that there was a full five Super Bomberman games on the Super Famicom. I was like, "Why, why?" And then I was like, "Oh, Bomberman. Okay, that's fair."
0: Yeah, I'm sure that uh, in Japan it sold like crazy. Like they added the ride animals and like um, yeah, just all the things that they do in Japan. Like just kept <laughs> adding things to it, and I'm sure it sold like hotcakes whenever it was over there. I just I wish wonder what that got-
1: conversation was like. I was like you want to do what with Bomberman? because like I don't I, I just played Golden Axe. So we're gonna do that now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, what it reminds me of is like even the the look of the right animals kind of remind me of like a Kirby. Yeah. Um, yeah, I could entire, de- yeah, I
1: can yeah, I definitely see that.
0: Uh it looks like the same like artwork and everything, like the same idea. <laughs> so yeah, no, it's definitely fun. I should have brought more more of that over here, but like I said, I didn't have a Saturn, so I definitely didn't play play that one. And now it's like astronomical. Like even if you do have a Saturn, it's like a three hundred dollar game or, yeah. or something. Like that.
1: Well, a lot of Saturn games are stupidly priced now, anyway. But uh, yeah, but I mean, I think I don't know if too many Bomberman games that. I mean, if you're looking to get into, if you're looking to play classic Bomberman games as much as I hate to say it, I honestly don't even know where I would steer you.
0: If you didn't already have, you know, particular consoles, it, it, there's really not like a great place to get into classic bomber man that I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you could probably buy, um, maybe on the three DS, maybe there is some on the, I'd have to look. I can't remember if there's even Bomberman on the uh, Virtual Console.
1: Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. And I remember, like I said earlier, I played the NES Classics version of Bomberman on the Game Boy Advance. Uh, But they they did. They released a lot of NES games on the Virtual Console, an impressive number of NES games on the Virtual Console for the 3DS. I still have a lot of them downloaded on mine right now. I know I know Bomberman isn't one of them that I have downloaded, at least. I don't know if it's actually on the 3DS eShop. And of course, very famously, the 3DS and Wii U eShops, are, uh, they are leaving. So if that's something you guys are into and you can find it on there, maybe pick it up.
0: Yeah, I didn't even think to look before we got on here, but I highly doubt that this game is on the Super Nintendo um, one because they didn't put very many games On the uh, 3DS Super Nintendo Virtual Console. But even on the Wii U, I don't think... You know, maybe Steam has some, if you have a PC, might be able to search around there and find something. But I'm just not familiar with any good ways to play the classic games. I know that Which Bomberman stinks. itself is pretty cheap on the NES if you have an NES. Like it's not it's not outlandish. Not like the second game. Yeah. And then, you know, Super Bomberman one and two on Super Nintendo, if you have a Super Nintendo, they're like forty dollar games, you know, 40, 35, somewhere around there. So they're they're not outrageously expensive like some Super Nintendo games are. Uh, but definitely if you haven't played any any Bomberman. Uh, I would even just recommend if you have a current generation console to just play Super Bomberman R because it's a very...
1: Absolutely.
0: Uh, it's very to-the-core Bomberman. Like, not a whole lot of major changes were made. Like, they, they stick to the formula, and it's it's awesome.
1: It looks like Bomberman 94 is actually on the Wii U e Shop.
0: There we go. It's probably not a bad one to play either because, like I said, I believe... I believe that that is a uh, Bomberman 94, Super Bomberman 3, and Mega Bomberman are all connected in some way. They're either the same game, different ports, or they're different variations of close to the same game. So uh, definitely, I mean, on the Wii U eShop, that's going to be like, what, like six bucks or
1: something six, like that? Yeah,
0: that's yeah. so definitely I'll- worth picking up.
1: I think 16-bit games were were 7.99, but still, I mean,
0: dollars, yeah,
1: yeah, oh, totally. but still.
0: Well, we can't we can't get away from Bomberman without talking about some of the items because they are 100% what makes up Bomberman. Uh, without oh, yeah. them, the game would be very lame. There wouldn't be a whole <laughs> the, lot going on.
1: The glorious RNG. <laughs>
0: You know, yes. you're talking
1: about like a you're talking about like a pro tour or high level play. The, this is the reason why I don't think it could be actually viable as I guess as a pro esport or something, just because yeah. of how random it is. But that is still a huge part of what makes the game fun and makes the game interesting. Because even from the start of a match, if you see your friend or you see another player grab like two or three quick out the gate, all of a sudden it becomes this mad scramble. All of a sudden you have this heightened sense of like, Oh, <laughs> it stuff gets real, really quickly.
0: Well, yeah. And you know, if you're, if you're noticing that you're the person across from you is getting some good power-ups that are going to be able to get to you very quickly, you, you know, immediately ditch the strategy of like, just trying to open up the area around you to find power-ups and you're like burrowing to try to get down to another area away from them as quickly as possible Mm -hmm. (laughs) to try to find some stuff Uh, and hope that you can dig up like a skull or something to, to keep them occupied. Um, but yeah, so you have bomb ups, which give you an extra bomb because traditionally a bomber man, you only start off with one bomb Mm -hmm. until you find uh, the bomb up. And then you have the fire up, like we talked about, increases the firepower, your blast radius of your bombs. Yep. Uh, block block passes, I believe, only in single player, but allows you to pass through the uh, blocks that can be blown up. Uh, speed up is very dangerous power up. <laughs> yeah, Once <laughs> yeah, You is. get very fast. Uh, I wouldn't recommend cooking.
1: grabbing more than a couple of them. Definitely do not max it out.
0: Yes, you'll be you'll be so fast that you'll run into explosions that you don't mean to, real quick. Oh yes, um, kick is the game changer. Um, yep. If you, I can't remember if I know in, in the single players, some of these are only available in certain stages. Um, I don't, I don't like. We're going to get to a couple later that I don't think are available in the first stage, and you kind of have to like get further into the game. Uh, but the kick allows you to kick a bomb that's laying on the ground as long as there's a direction that it can move in away from you. Uh, you obviously can't kick it through other blocks or anything, but if there's a path and you need to get a bomb out of there, you can you can kind of kick it. Which can be kind of funny whenever your buddy places a bomb by you and then runs in a straight line away from you and you can just kick the bomb right over to him <laughs> right before <laughs> it blows up. Um
1: so functionally the way this appears in the game is if you run up to a bomb if you press in the direction of the bomb if there is any if there are any open spaces in that direction the bomb will go as many spaces as it has in that direction it's Correct. almost like it's this, it's a, it's almost like it's on a slippery ground so you just yep. like it's it's a kick power up but it's functionally a push
0: yeah it i mean since you can't kick over blocks or anything yeah it's it's essentially like a push like you said. Like
1: a Spartan kick. Like, this is Bomberman!
0: Yeah. Well, th- that's the boxing glove. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. With the boxing glove, now you're getting to where you don't have to have a space. You know, you can uh, essentially punch a bomb and or, you know, it, he has more of like a throwing animation when he uses this, but yeah, essentially you're like punching the bomb and it, and it can go over Uh, the blocks that can't be destroyed. To the point where like it can leave the map and then re-enter the map on the other side.
1: That's so cool. That's so cool. I love that. There are a few things in this world more satisfying than winning a match of Bomberman by throwing a bomb off the right side of the map only to have it appear on the left side of the map and blow up your
0: opponent who had no clue what was coming his way. Exactly. And if you get hit by the bomb, it will kind of like stun you. Yeah. It's like, a lot. like if you're in a spot between where the bomb is bouncing and it hits you on the head, it kind of like stuns you for a little bit, which can be very dangerous because then that leaves you little or leaves you less time to try to evacuate the area of the bomb, the radius. So you have a very highly likelihood that you're going to get it blown up. If you're sticking around too long. I know in the newer
1: games, if you get hit by the bomb, you'll actually drop a power up or two. I can't remember if it was that way in in Super Bomber. Yeah,
0: I don't remember. I don't remember if it was that way or not. I'd have to go back and play the multiplayer
1: because
0: mm-hmm. I've never had. Uh, I mean, I guess you'd either have to hit yourself with a bomb or have one of the enemies uh, that can move <laughs> bombs get you. But I haven't had that happen playing the single player the uh The next power up would be the remote control, which gives you like a uh just a remote control bomb you can lay it and then blow it up at any time you want mm-hmm. um, which if the opposing player doesn't know that you have this, you know they might try to run by it and you can you know thinking that they have time and you can just let it go whenever you want
1: <laughs> the the remote control bomb uh bomb is actually a different sprite though isn't it?
0: yes. Yeah, 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 that's true. It does have like the little thing on top. Yeah, it's like a bigger box or whatever. Um, so if they
1: that. if they don't know, they're gonna learn today. Yeah, they're gonna learn <laughs> quick. <That is> true. <laughs> uh,
0: and then uh, in single player, there is a time power up that allows you to have more uh, stage time if needed. Yeah, uh, you don't need it. No, most of the time you wouldn't need this. If you're you know, even fairly proficient at playing Bomberman, you're gonna have zero problems uh completing a stage in the amount of time they give you. It's usually like three minutes or something like that, which is yeah absurd for a, a grid that's like maybe sixty by sixty tops.
1: Yeah, I honestly uh, didn't know the stages had a time limit for the longest time because it's 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 shown off in the weirdest way. Yeah it it appears as this weird like there are these hash marks at the top of the screen that occasionally just kind of you know they'll start to to disappear and i honestly didn't know what it was for the longest time and then i finally put two and two together i was like oh this is a countdown timer yep wow that's way too much time
0: <laughs> yeah and i can't remember if um you know unlike the original r or and uh, later bomberman games uh, as you run out of time like they start, drop, they start eliminating yeah. sections of the stage, and I, I can't remember that happening in, in Super Bomberman, the original game. I think that's something they that got added later.
1: I uh, think so, yeah.
0: And then you also have a 1-up power-up, which again, you're probably not going to need, because you're not going to die a whole lot playing this game. <laughs> uh, unless you, you know, on accident a few times, and then you learn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then there's the very dangerous uh, full fire power up that gives you full firepower yep. instantly. Yeah. Um,
1: your bombs it, immediately have max explosive range, and that is yep. that's a that's a fantastic power up. Uh, you are just as likely to hurt yourself <laughs>
0: once you yeah, grab that. It's it's super dangerous early on. Uh, oh yes. Because if you're blocked in, you know, boxed in a fairly tight area, you definitely don't want bombs with full full power explosions going off you'll end up bombing yourself on accident but uh later in the game like or in the match whenever the the place is cleared out and you're trying to funnel people like we were talking about the the full fire bomb is is perfect now you can start leading people where you want to go and they have less room to to uh, move within
1: typically uh when you drop a bomb the explosion will only go as far as the first block in that direction. It'll typically only explode the first block. I thought this one, I thought Super Bomberman had the power-up that basically just lets you clear as far as the explosive range you had. It's, It's denoted as a spiky bomb in the newer games, but I thought that was in the original Super Bomberman as well.
0: And that might be that might be in the multiplayer uh, power ups, which I did not list on here. I forgot to. I think,
1: <laughs>
0: um, but I mean we could talk about it. I'm pretty sure that that one is, is in there. Same way with the uh, the bomb that's kind of like made out of like rubber. The one that yeah. can bounce. Yeah, I believe is all in this game already. Yeah, um, which I don't have listed here because I think it's mainly only in the multiplayer. Um,
1: I kind of low-key hate the bouncy ones because those, those are so unpredictable.
0: They are. Yeah. Cause again, they're, they're kind of work like the, uh, the boxing glove where they can bounce over things, uh, and they can just end up in places that you don't expect them mm-hmm. really quickly, especially if you have, uh, you know, multiple people that have them and they're just going everywhere. Yeah. Chaos can ensue very quickly. <laughs> uh, yeah, there More is so a different- than that
1: typically is.
0: Oh Yeah. Because I, I totally forgot about the bomb you mentioned, and then I just when you said that, and I was just thinking about, it, I was like, man, there is some other types of bombs that I don't have listed here, so they must be in the the multiplayer one. Um, yeah, having the different types of bombs is, totally changes the game how it's played as well. It's something that I don't think. Uh, like the further down the line you go of Super Bomberman games, the more different types have been added. Uh, to the point where, like, there's some pretty crazy ones in Super Bomberman R. Um, yeah. But, uh, so we talked a little bit about battle mode. That's the other mode that's uh, present on this game. And you can uh, complete compete in four different stages, which are just different variations of the, of the stages you can find in the single-player game. Uh, and you can play up to four players if you have the multi-tap. And then I just kind of listed the... the different stages. And I don't know if, if you played these enough whenever you were a kid or, or, even recently to remember which ones are which and which ones are like, uh, there's a lot of them that are kind of basic, but there's definitely some worth uh, mentioning, like some that have conveyor belts. Uh, there's yeah. some that have like, uh, teleporters. There's, uh, ones that have pipes, kind of like Mario style where you go in you can go in a pipe and come out the other side. Uh, and the bombs will also do that if you have like kick,
1: <laughs> so yeah. like
0: some just some different things. Um, I
1: think the the group that I was with most of the time, like the gimmicks were cool and they were there if, if you wanted to to make use of them. But I think most of the time we just kind of wanted a no frills. You know, may seem vanilla, but uh, I mean, there's there's something to be said for for battlefield or final destination style fights.
0: Yeah. They definitely have their place. Like if you're uh if you're trying to keep it to where there's as as little things impacting the match around you as, as there can be. I can see that.
1: Yeah. Well we all had that one friend that would just swear up and down. If it wasn't for this one thing that happened, I totally would have whooped you. If it exactly. wasn't for that thing. I told so I think that was a big reason. It's like, well, fine. One V one me bro. That was exactly. our version of 1v1 me. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: <laughs> there's one though that they remind or that I always think about because yeah, it's called the dual zone and all of this the soft blocks are gone. And there's no items. And instead all the items are lined up around the outer edges of the of the map. It's like you don't have to find them. They're all there. You just have to collect the ones you want, you you know, before everyone else does. And uh, we played that one a lot and we played the conveyor belt one a lot. And I remember playing the the conveyor belt one and getting all the soft blocks uh, knocked out and then just having this giant square conveyor belt that would take the bombs uh, yeah, all the way around the wrap. stage. Yeah, <laughs> and then, you know, all three of you guys, you know, four of you have the full powered up bombs and they're just like going around the conveyor and you don't know where they're going to blow up at. So I just remember that one being a lot of fun for randomness. Uh, But yeah, it it is kind of amazing that they had 12 stages for multiplayer and how different a lot of them were. I mean, they had some vanilla ones, but for a Super Nintendo game in 1993 to have like 12 different battle stages for the multiplayer is pretty, pretty crazy.
1: They have four player multiplayer and 12 different stages that all significantly impacted the gameplay.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess I think there's there's like maybe one or two, three max that are normal type stages that are just like the different themes. Yeah. But all the rest of them are like there's some pretty different stuff going on in a lot of these. Um, yeah, so that's that's multiplayer play. I do have some fun facts. Um, there were just some different things that you could do with the game. Because uh, the game did have a password system at this point yes. in time,
1: and oh, the old sixteen-bit password system—oh, uh, how I yeah, missed the
0: carried over from uh, the eight-bit generation, the early, uh, which this one wasn't even that early. This was a ninety-three, but
1: ninety-three, yeah, it
0: allowed you to essentially continue where you, you know, died if you if you couldn't uh, continue. Yep. But at the same time, you could also put in passwords and get things like Tiny Bomberman, which <laughs> has no impact on the gameplay. It just makes them all Tiny Bomberman <laughs> in the multiplayer.
1: Those hidden codes, man, I, m- I miss having stuff like that. I, I miss do. having I like realize. like hidden secrets, stuff that once you stumbled upon it, it was like this massive... Uh, realization this has like oh my god
0: yeah I mean it was always to me like the I miss that time period almost where the internet wasn't a thing and like you had to scour for things and like tribal knowledge between friends or you know you would look forward to getting the, the new EGM magazine or whatever that had a cheat code section in the back and be like oh what games do I have that I can get a cheat code for now uh, you know, now you have anything, anytime at your disposal and like, it, it's almost just overload, you know, like I love the yeah. internet sometimes, but it, sometimes it's like, I really don't need to know this much. Like it's distracting from other things <laughs> that are in life. Like I could just sit and Google things all day and learn things, you know, now that it's available.
1: But just knowing that Bomberman is owned by Konami now makes me wonder how the Konami code would even work in Super Bomberman. Yeah,
0: Yeah. and I can't remember exactly when that transition happened, but it was, man, probably in like the Wii era or maybe, maybe PlayStation 2 time frame. I can't even remember, but I know it was like, it was way after the Super Bomberman series had, yeah. Uh, oh, included yeah. Included before it got reopened again. Um. Yeah. No. I don't know no, no, what that. I guess. I guess you could just get infinite lives, or yeah,
1: infinite lives fully powered up Bomberman, which would be stupidly dangerous. But, exactly. Uh,
0: like that's like, man, is it really worth being all powerful or having this many lives if I'm just all powerful? and gonna kill myself anyway. <laughs> The only one who can hurt me is me. Exactly. Oh man. And there's another one. Uh, you can get uh, if you're playing the normal game. You can get lives by uh, let's see using the player one controller. Press the X button during the open cinema. This is only possible in the Japanese version because the intro was removed from all <laughs> the other versions, which is what we were talking about. Yep. So that that story uh, panel that. I was telling you that's in the Japanese version would happen at the intro screen. If you would let the intro screen sit long enough, it would start playing these panels and telling you the story of the game. Uh, In the U S version, if you let the title screen sit for too long, it will just go to like the demo gameplay of the game. Like a lot of games at that time, like it would just start playing itself um, and show you what the game is. Um, But if you have the Japanese version of this game and you pull this code off, it basically makes it to where the player players will be able to start the normal game from area one, one with nine lives, which is the maximum amount. So essentially that would be like the Konami code uh, for that game, but only if you were playing super C. (laughs) Uh, Where instead of getting a, you know, 99 lives, you get 10.
1: Oh, I need the Contra collection now.
0: Oh, you do. It's, that's I have it digitally, but I passed up on it physically because mm. I'm just I'm not as big of a contra or a uh, contra fan as I am like Castlevania and uh, the Arcade Collection.
1: You know, it's it. Speaking of contra, though, that was one of my favorite things about. Uh, Super Bomberman are, is all the different Konami characters, yes, all the different Konami bombers. That was so cool. That was so cool, and I really hope they keep doing that. As a matter of fact, speaking of like all the different bombers that were in the game, like Gilman is a personal favorite of mine in Super Bomberman R. But I mean, since we're talking about uh, Super Bomberman, could you imagine if they had like classic sprite costumes in Super Bomberman R 2 that would be, yes, that would be amazing. That would be so great if they had classic 16-bit uh, sprite costumes in Super Bomberman R2. I, w- I would probably pay for that.
0: Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I think they could make that one a, a pay DLC, scene. I would probably buy them, um, especially if they were, like, fitting to that era. Um, and I want, like, I want the ability to, like, turn the... Uh, Super Bomberman R levels into, like, pixelated, like... Uh, oh, dude. ...60 Super Bomberman levels. That would be pretty cool, too.
1: Oh, my God. I would never stop playing that. Oh,
0: it'd be so nice. it be so much uh, fun. And then this is a fun one, too, as we were kind of talking about. Um, when using the multi-tap, uh, technically you have five controller slots uh, because yeah. you're using one to add four, which gives you the uh, second player uh, controller port is still open. So if you put a controller in that port, it lets you access the sound test mode, which lists all the songs in the game and all the sound effects. It uh, can be just navigated with the uh, directional pad on the controller. So it was kind of like a weird thing. Uh, <laughs> There was no way to access the sound test mode, like in the options, and this was just kind of like a weird thing they threw in there. It was probably like a debugging option at some yeah. point, yeah. and then someone's like, "Oh, hey, let's do this." <laughs> it's still there,
1: but uh, those weird 16-bit debug modes—those were so bizarre.
0: Yeah, I mean the the day and age of like current uh, game development. Lacking all these things, you know, needing a way to get back into the game uh, during playtesting and all that stuff is, you know, kind of eliminated that. But definitely love finding out on some of the older games that I have, like, oh, yeah, you could do this and, like, just totally break the game if you wanted to, because that's how it was intended. Well,
1: debug mode in the, the modern era is basically just the source code in the modding community.
0: Yeah. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> if, it's, if it's a big enough game to have a, a huge modding community, they take advantage of that pretty quickly. Uh, I actually, I've never actually seen a like any
1: Bomberman mods. Have you?
0: I haven't, but I have to imagine that there's somebody out there doing it. Like, there's almost always somebody modding something that you would never expect.
1: Exactly. Uh, yeah. If any If any of you out there listening to this know of any cool Bomberman mods, let us know. I'd actually be really interested in seeing that.
0: Same here. Um, we, you know, yeah. There's, there's got to be something like we. Like, I can't remember. We were talking. To, I think it was even in your Discord, maybe that. You know, any anything that exists uh, in the meta has a f- group of followers somewhere. Be it three people, even. there's yeah. always somebody out there that's like super into something. So I'm I'm sure it exists. Every but, uh, game is somebody's favorite. Exactly. Uh, even, even Superman 64, because we know somebody who's pretty fond dudes, of that game.
1: Dudes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For what what he's talking about there is uh, my co-host on All In, uh, Seth, unironically adores Superman 64. And you can't fault him. It's part of his childhood. It was a game he had growing up. He didn't know yeah. any better.
0: Yeah, Everyone has that game, you know. You played it, and, and you tell somebody else about it, and they're like, man, that game was garbage. And, <laughs> and you're like, you go back, and you're like, mm, yeah, this game was garbage, but, man, I loved it when I was a kid. Like It was, it was all yep. I played.
1: Yep. Uh, Leave the memories alone. That
0: is right. <laughs> that is pretty much Super Bomberman. I think we've covered inside, outside, all Super Bomberman that, uh, could be contained in one episode. So Yeah,
1: I think we've basically exhausted all the Bomberman talk we can here in the past hour and a half, but it's been a lot of fun. I, I, I unironically adore this franchise. Again, that was one of my most hype announcements from this past Partner Direct at the end of June was seeing the brand new Super Bomberman R2. Just talking about some of this stuff, potentially, just even you know throwing out fantasies like them adding the super bomberman 16 bit skins to the new game or adding it to NSO or something like that even those have just made me super excited just any reason to play more bomberman it's such same it's such an underrated franchise now i guess it's just because they never really knew how to bring the gameplay into the modern age I guess they just never really were able to click as technology and as, you know, the, the industry evolved. They never really knew how to break out of the grid that they created for themselves back on the NES. And I guess that's why the, the games just kind of fallen off from the mainstream. But, I mean, for people like you, for people like me... I still have a ton of fond memories of Mini Bomberman games. I'm still super excited to play the next one. And if any of you out there have not had a great, just get a Bomberman game, get some friends together, grab some beers if you're old enough or some soda if you're not old enough, and just take a night and just tell me that a night of four-player multiplayer mayhem in Bomberman isn't one of the most fun nights of video gaming you've had in a long time.
0: It's really the only way to do it, and as we mentioned, like you could play Super Bomberman R online at least for a little bit longer, and it's it's free. Like you just go if you have a current gen console, you can just go download it and you can play Bomberman right now, mm-hmm. um, and it's even online, so you don't even have to have friends uh, that you know. Once you get to be our age having friends come over and play video games is like few and far in between. So online is, a blessing. um, so, get yeah, to be you know, our
1: age. The only way we can coordinate that is to make it seem like it's our kids who want to play.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, and that's, you know, as I mentioned before, like that's how I, how I play a lot of these games. Like is I have enough kids. We can play four player Bomberman, <laughs> And they're not always the best at it, but, um, they learn like they, they get it figured out. Oh you know, yeah. Super bomb man R was like, it was the first game I bought on the switch. Um, I had it, I bought it online and picked it up the night that the switch released. And then, um, I bought Zelda while I was there. So technically it was the first game that I bought and the first game that I played because, uh, I played it as soon as I got home while I was waiting. Yeah. For uh waiting to get everything ready to go to play Zelda, I I wasn't going to start a game that I knew was going to be a hundred-hour game for me on opening night. Whenever I had Super Bomberman available and could pop in and play a few matches.
1: (laughs) Exactly. I'm I'm literally almost in exactly that same boat. I got them both launch day. Uh, back in March 2017, and I had Zelda Breath of the Wild, and I had Super Bomberman R, and I chose to play through Super Bomberman R first.
0: Not a bad choice. They're both very good games. I mean, both very people good games. Would probably, probably agree that they would rather play Zelda, but I'm all for some Bomberman fans.
1: And I will die on the hill that while Super Bomberman R didn't really have enough content to warrant a $40 price tag at launch. Uh, the amount of free content that game received over its lifetime was staggering. Genuinely more than doubled the size of that game with free content. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: uh, really impressed. Konami deserves all the credit in the world for all the free stuff they added to Super Bomberman R. Just makes me more excited for Bomber R, uh, Super Bomberman R2.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things I think that they were trying to get the game out by release. Probably didn't get all the things in there that they wanted to originally, but I mean, that's the the thing and and the blessing of being a developer in a current age is hey, you can just start adding this stuff in whenever you're ready. Exactly. People take it, you know, little bite sized morsels of of great downloads that you can extend the life of a game, you know, exponentially. Uh, You know, you know how we uh how I was comparing the the ride on animals to Kirby Kirby's another one of those like uh Star Allies received updates for like a whole year and they just kept throwing things in that game and i remember like i'd played played through that with my kids and then like up oh, the next thing's coming out we're going to go play yep. it again get it out and play it again so
1: yeah that was great they yeah. kept adding classic characters but when Star Allies came out that was kind of arguably like eh, yeah, this was okay, but then they kept adding classic characters for you to play oh, yeah. as, like Taranza and uh, and Adeline and Rick Kind and Ku and basically oh, yeah. everybody that Kirby had ever met up to that point, and you yeah, could play all as there. all of them.
0: That's like, well, like the uh, that's partner amazing. game, the Smash Brothers exactly. Ultimate. Everyone's here in the Kirby verse.
1: Everyone's here in Dreamland. That's right.
0: Well, since we're uh, We've exhausted bomberman and we've had a blast doing it. Um, mm-hmm. I'll give you I'll give you a chance to promote your content that you guys do over at all in and we'll get ready to close this thing up.
1: good. Well, we don't really do too much. Uh, <laughs> no, that's clearly a joke. We, we work tirelessly over it all in a Nintendo podcast. Me and my co-host Seth, every Saturday, we release a new episode of uh, the quintessential Nintendo variety show. We do uh, retrospectives. We do news, obviously. We do indie showcases every week. We do top fives. We do retrospectives. As a matter of fact, we're doing a retrospective this week on Mario Sunshine. We We talk to so many different people within the industry this week. As a matter of fact, we're actually interviewing the people behind Monster Sanctuary who just dropped a massive free update for their game called The Forgotten World. That's I. I mean, just look at the patch notes for that thing. It's practically a book. They basically remade the game. Uh, but I mean, we're we're constantly doing all kinds of stuff. Seth is actually as we're talking right now. Seth is streaming. At all in Twitch.tv slash All In Podcast. We've got a ton of videos up on YouTube.com slash All In Podcast. We've got a Patreon at Patreon.com slash All In Podcast. We're always always doing stuff. So if you're a fan of Nintendo, if you're a fan of the Big In, I definitely recommend checking out All In a Nintendo Podcast and our entire network of content. We are always doing something. Check us out.
0: Awesome and, and definitely go give. Uh, all in, all of your support. Listen to them. Drop them some words uh, whenever <laughs> you get around to uh, getting to it. Um, it's definitely one of my favorite Nintendo podcasts out there. Thank you. And there are lots of options, so that's a that's always a good thing. Uh, can't wait for that Saturday. It's almost like waking up to Saturday morning cartoons. You know, you can always expect that show to drop into the feed and have something to to listen to on a good Saturday.
1: Oh yeah. We're always working on the next episode. We're always trying to give you guys quality, quality content and uh, you know, new and interesting stuff to, uh, to listen to. So that's, you know, we love doing it, man. We love doing it for you guys. We have an amazing community. You should consider joining it. We've got discord. We've got, you know, Twitter and Facebook. We've, I mean, we're, we're slowly taking over the Nintendo world.
0: You guys are. And uh, also, you guys, I know you, um, you guys just recently got into uh, Patreon. So that's another yep. way that you could support the podcast. Um, definitely just go check it out. You'll find all the stuff. Just search all in and it will all, all be there and, and open you up to a whole world of, of Nintendo that you aren't usually used to, and, and plenty of three-hour podcasts to eat up your whole day.
1: <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we do go long. But we're a segment-based show. We're always talking about something new. And it's all capital N, all big in, a Nintendo podcast.
0: Well, awesome. I'm uh, glad you showed up. and uh, Thanks we for were having me, have, man. Yeah. <laughs> we were going to have another Eric, and it was just going to be an episode of Eric's. Um, I bombed our, our, him our, out of the show. Yeah. Our, uh, our good buddy and, and uh, friend of the podcast, Eric Plunk, he's in the discord hanging out with everyone all the time. Uh, couldn't make it. So we decided we were going to go solo and just knock this one out anyway. Um, as usual, it's the end of the show and I will, uh, go ahead and let everyone know that, uh, Kirby 64, the crystal shards was the game that we played this month for retro rewind. And that will be the next episode. Um, so anybody that's still playing that game, uh, you might want to finish up so that you can uh, join us and talk about it on the next episode, which will be in two weeks. Um, mm. We're going to have a blast talking about Kirby 64 because there's a lot in that game to unpack. Um,
1: Oof. I finally got to play it myself for the first time because of NSO, and I adored it.
0: It's we I talked a little bit about it in the latest episode of uh Retrologic. It's it's not my cur- my favorite Kirby game, and you can definitely tell that it it struggled a little bit being on the 64 and probably a very uh you know, not enough time in the oven whenever they they were putting it out. But there's definitely some things in the game that are are uh you know, A plus uh development parts of the game, uh, that I love that the combinations of power-ups and, uh, Sam and I were definitely, uh, just adoring the, the graphics of the game for the N64. This is like a really good looking game, uh, yeah. which is, it's not near as muddy as a lot of N64 games usually tend to get, um, with them trying to clean it up that polygon look. Um, it's just, it's a good, clean game, and it's a lot of fun. It's definitely one that I, I highly recommend to anyone that has kids; like they'll have a blast yeah. playing it, and it still holds up gameplay-wise today uh, yeah. without any issues. But, well, I'll uh, be
1: looking forward to hearing you guys talk about that in a couple weeks.
0: Yes, for sure. Um, we'll we'll definitely do Inside Out on Kirby sixty four for sure. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the podcast. So uh, thanks for listening to On Topic Retro. We're a part of the RetroLogic family of podcasts, which is also under the larger umbrella of the Nintendo Dads family of podcasts, oddly enough. Uh, if you'd like to send in your personal experiences for the next show, but you don't uh, have Discord or you haven't joined our Discord, uh, you can send them to ontopicretro at gmail.com. Uh, if you haven't joined our wonderful non-toxic RetroLogic Discord, and would like to, you can visit RetroLogic.games for details on how you can join for free. Um, it's it's a fantastic place to be. You won't uh, no hate. Like everyone is uh, just the best guys, best gals in the world. Everyone's really awesome over there. You're, you're going to feel very welcomed uh, as soon as you join in. Uh, it's a the same logical thing. choice. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I can say the same thing for the All In Discord. They're a bunch of Good folks over there as well uh, i frequent quite often um, yes you do
1: and you're a valued member of our community
0: yes uh, definitely enjoy my time hanging out with you guys over there uh but yeah that's that's it for the episode um stay tuned for more we'll catch you guys on the next one bye now
1: managing a retro video game store for a while and i had to go drop off deposits every day and i would just i would pick up a little cup of of uh uh oh what's the word i'm looking for uh not commemorative uh uh i'll get the free coffee basically
0: oh okay uh
1: just pick up a cup of coffee and I would drop off my deposit and I'd go back. And like three weeks later, they're like, oh, we'll have your coffee out soon, Eric. I'm like,
0: yeah. <laughs> it's
1: like, is that just me now? Am I just the uh, coffee guy now? Coffee so guy. It just, yeah. yeah. It genuinely became like the conversation every time I went to drop off the deposit. And I just, I just, <laughs> I drink coffee now. It's just my thing. My boss oh, keeps man. me caffeinated, so I keep working for him.